It's true, most people think that their area of medicine is the best. But I know the truth. The best field of medicine is obstetrics and gynecology. This is Clinical Pearls. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our episode. In this session, we're going to cover the recently, and I mean June 2019, FDA approval of a new medication for female hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Is this the wonder drug for sexual desire? Let's find out. Sexual intimacy is an important part of most committed relationships, and so when that is disrupted, problems with interprofessional closeness can occur. The Food and Drug Administration on June 1, 2019, approved a new drug intended to enhance sexual desire in women. Marketed as Vilesi, also known as Bremelanotide, the medication is an injection that comes in a push-pen device that can be self-administered as needed for premenopausal women who experience distress as a result of low sexual desire. In one study, it was estimated that as many as 1 out of 10 women can, at some time in their life, have low sexual desire, and that can impact relationships. Hypoactive sexual desire disorder is characterized by low sexual desire that causes marked distress or interpersonal conflict and is not due to a coexisting medical or psychiatric condition. Acquired HSDD develops in a patient who previously experienced no problems with sexual desire. And generalized HSDD refers to the condition when it occurs regardless of the type of sexual activity, situation, or partner. Once again, the two types of hypoactive sexual desire disorder are acquired or generalized. AMAG Pharmaceuticals, which makes the drug, recommends using it about 45 minutes before the anticipation of intimacy. The drug activates key brain receptors involved in sexual responses by reducing inhibition and increasing what's known as neural excitation. Vilesi is supposed to work by activating melanocortin receptors, which seem to be involved in many different brain functions including the regulation of mood and thinking. So that's quite a bit different from Viagra for male use, where the mechanism is much clearer. ED alone is a much more straightforward mechanical issue for males. Female hypoactive sexual desire, however, is a very complex response that includes interpersonal factors as well as biological ones. The mechanism of action, although it's just proposed is different for Vilesi than it is for another medication called Addy, which was the first FDA-approved medication for female hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Despite this proposed new novel mechanism of action of Vilesi, it is stated by the FDA that the true mechanism of action on the brain to affect sexual desire is still actually largely unknown. The FDA and the manufacturer advises women to use no more than one dose in 24 hours or eight overall dosages in a month. All right, in our next part, let's talk about the data. Is this really the miracle drug that many expected? Well, it's probably not. Let's take a look at why next. Next. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The effectiveness and safety of Vilesi were studied in two 24-week randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trials in more than 1,200 premenopausal women with HSDD. Most patients use Vilesi two or three times per month and no more than once a week. In these trials, about 25% of patients treated, that's a fourth, with the medication had an increase in their sexual desire score compared to about 17% of those who took a placebo. So once again, the overall effectiveness in those treated with the medication was about 25%. About 35% of the patients treated with Vilesi had a decrease of one or more in their distress score compared to about 31% of those who took a placebo. Remember, that's 35% had less distress with the med compared to 31% who to those who took a placebo. But there's also some side effects involved with this as well. Something else to take note is about 40% of the clinical trial participants experienced nausea after Vilesi, with 13% having nausea bad enough to necessitate anti-nausea medications. The other side effect of note was gum and skin darkening, particularly in the face and the breasts. But this was experienced, thankfully, in only about 1% of patients who received the medication. Remember that the first FDA-approved medication for the same condition was Addy. This medication also had specific side effects noted, prompting a black box warning for Addy regarding the concomitant use of alcohol resulting in significant hypertension. And there's some critics of Vilesi. For example, Diana Zuckerman, who's president of the National Center for Health Research, said in an editorial, it is unfortunate that the FDA decided to approve this drug despite the, quote, skimpy peer-reviewed data and complete lack of long-term safety information. Not just a disclosure, that's not my statement, but that's a statement of the president of the National Center for Health Research. And there's disagreement about whether drugs are even the right approach for this condition because low sexual desire can be a result of numerous psychological, physiological, or external factors including stress. All right, we're at the end of our podcast. So what are we supposed to remember from this? Well, Vilesi is probably not the wonder drug that everybody was expecting for female hypoactive sexual desire. But then again, neither was Addy. At least it does have the advantage of not needing daily use. But at the other hand, it is an injection, and that may be a turnoff, no pun intended, for some women. But at least this approval has once again reignited the discussion of hypoactive sexual desire for women and can hopefully open up the doors for more research and other treatment options.
All right, that wraps up our episode of Clinical Pearls. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time on our next episode.